Hey, podcast people, you just made my day. Hey, how you doing, folks? Welcome to Made My Day, the podcast that celebrates the little tiny wonderful things in life. This is brought to you the week of November 8th, 2013. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison. Welcome, first-time listener. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for pressing play on whatever device or website you happen to find us on, whether it be the week of November 8th or years in the future. Future person, do we still have problems with uh, bandwidth? from Netflix. Just wondering. Email me. Anyway, on this show, we talk about things that make my day, my day, and your day. And this is important specifically because there's something you may or may not know about me. I am in recovery from what what was very recently a very deep and dark bout with depression. As it turns out, James Kennison is diagnosed with bipolarism depression, anxiety, just pretty much everything that made it impossible for me to continue life as I was used to doing it. And a year ago, in October, I recorded the last series of episodes for several podcasts that I had been doing for, at the most, six and a half to seven years on the longest one. I've missed it. And now that I'm in recovery, and because of a quote that I heard the other day, I've decided to try to start thinking and finding things throughout the day, every day, that make every day worth it. Because for a while there, because of depression, if, if you know about it or if you don't, um, it's not just feeling sad. And it's not just being helpless. It is being devoid of being able to enjoy or feel anything good. From drinking a glass of water to eating your favorite ice cream, hanging out with your favorite people, you watching your favorite videos, doing your favorite hobbies, all of those things become absolutely useless and pointless and you're incapable of doing them. So because there was a time when I couldn't feel anything good, this quote comes to mind. Anything that makes you feel has to be the most important thing in your life. Let me say that again. Anything that makes you feel has to be the most important thing in your life because it's the only thing that can save you. And that comes, and I'm going to butcher the name because it's foreign, Sobayan Fahey. And I don't know who that person is, but all truth is God's truth. And that is the truth. Because I've had so many bad days and, and feelingless days, I'm going to start focusing on the things that make my days worth it. That give each day value. And they're not big, huge things because there's not many that I'm noticing yet. I'm, I'm, I'm still having up and down times. I'm in recovery after all. I'm not recovered. But they're the things that make me feel again. They're the things I'm going to cling to, go out of my way to find, and I want to share them with you. That being said, though this is a show that will be a benefit to people that are depressed or recovering from depression or living with it. It's not a show for depressed people. I don't know of anyone that couldn't benefit from noticing and appreciating and training themselves to see the things that all of us 
take for granted every single day. So without any further ado, I'm going to jump in. And I don't know what future shows will be like because every one of them are going to be dictated by the kind of week that I had. But I got a bunch of stuff. And I'm going to start with the one thing. It's such a small and silly thing. But it made my day. And when I tweeted it out today, or that that day, which was Monday, while I was getting gas, it gave me the idea for the show. Because I knew I needed to podcast again. I knew it was starting to feel like it was a possibility. But I knew I couldn't do Nobody's Listening, which is the show I did. You can check it out at podcast.nlcast.com. Six and a half years of archives of, of weekly shows. I couldn't be funny. I couldn't have the pressure of that. And maybe one day I will. But I could do this. So anyway, here it is. I was at the uh, gas station getting gas. Everything was nice and quiet and still. It was pretty busy. But up pulls this car. And it has the annoying bass. I just did your mom style music. That's... And see, there, I'm not I'm not mocking rap. Because I there are many rap songs I enjoy. It, it's a wonderful medium. But as you all know, there is the dark side of every style of music. And this one was definitely that. And it was so loud and so annoying. And, and more than I was offended by the content of the lyrics, I was just, vi- uh, not visually, audibly annoyed. Just, I'm like, there are 16 people here getting gas, and you're the moron that thinks that everybody wants to hear your nasty song. So I was, you know, just kind of gelling on that negative stuff. And then the guy across from me, who happens to be the same culture i'll say it another african-american gentleman in the car across from me turns his music up and of all things that he could blast louder than the other fella it was millie vanilli's girl you know it's true oh one of my favorite songs from back in the high school days and he's playing it so loud that it drowned out the other guy's song and it just made my day. I even said, I looked at him and I'm like, Millie Vanilli! So I'm sure affirmation from a white dude was exactly what he was looking for. But that's what he got. And i tell you what, it put a, it changed that moment from that, that yucky moment where I was annoyed to something that was worth celebrating. So that right there, that moment, mark it down, is the moment that gave me the idea for this podcast. So... Um, let's see. Oh, this is a small thing again. Big deal to me. I successfully was able to fix a ceiling fan light switch pull chain mechanism thing. I'm sure there's a more technical way to say that. I could add more adjectives to make it even more complex. But you know the little chain that comes down from your ceiling fan that turns the light off and on? Well, that thing had gotten to where it was just, it was still working, but you had to shove it back up in there. It just wasn't returning. The, you'd pull it down and it would stay down. So if it was off and you were short, like my wife, it was off for, for the whole day until a tall person came along. If you were tall, then you could shove it back up in there manually and pull it back down. Um, I I didn't know how to do this, but I am never afraid to try to do things, especially fixing stuff. I mean, I, I redid an entire house just guessing how to do it. And and so this one, I'm like, there's got to be a way to where I can buy a switch for this thing. And so I went down to the store and I got the switch. And uh, long story short, I mean, I cleaned the fan. I, I put everything back together. And I even bought a three-foot extension chain for my very short, very beautiful wife. 
And so when she came home, not only had I fixed the fan, um, I had fixed the chain. And so it was a double win. I had double fixed it. Not only could she turn it up, she didn't have to jump up on the bed <laughs> and, and flip the light off. Because we have an old house. It's from 1978, I think, 1976. And our light switch only turns on what would have been a, a single bulb in the middle of the room. And so uh, we, we, uh, we don't get the benefit of being able to turn off the light from the door switch. Why did I share that with you? Well, that's a big deal because that, and mark it down, is the first task that I've been able to complete around the house in, in a little over a year. It's not that I haven't wanted to. Um, I just haven't been able to. I haven't had the energy. have not had it in me to be able to do it. So that was huge, absolutely huge, because now I have other things. Like I've got the light out front that went out. And it's not just the bulb, the entire stupid lantern uh, went out. And so I'm at the store. I'm, uh, I'm thinking about such things and I'm, I'm like, Oh, I need to get a, a lantern or whatever, you know, front porch light. The entire thing needs to be replaced and I get one and I'm doubtful. It seems a little too big, it, but it's, but it's the only one that I like and I get it home and dad gum it. If it's not exactly the same one, except the one that was up had to have been 10 to 15 years older. Cause it was all yellowed and, and yucky. This is perfectly white. And I was just like, that's a win. That's awesome. You know why? Because I have a concrete block block house because I live in Florida and it was built in 1978 and drilling into concrete is a big deal. And so I'm going to be able to take off the old fixture, leave the mounting bracket or whatever it is up there and put the new one on. That's huge, especially for a recovering depressed person, because anything that slows us down or sucks more energy out of us means the job may not get done. It might just stop right where it is. Now, have I replaced it yet? No, I'm working up to that. I'm doing a podcast. Okay. So that's a big enough deal already. Um, let me see. Let me mention some more stuff here. I'm, I'm loving this. It's good for me. It's good for you. I hope so. Oh, uh, a guy, a guy that I've, um, that I've gone to church with in the past. He posted a video on, uh, on Facebook and it was, it just happened to be of a a pastor that I didn't really care for what he was saying. He he basically played a clip of the artist KJ52. Look him up on YouTube. He's awesome. And then he points to the camera and calls the concert demonic. And he's just so backwards. And 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 I thought I was watching a clip from the 80s back when backward masking was a big deal. And, uh, you know, that everything had demons associated with it. Everybody was preoccupied with, with cults and witches and all this. And he was talking like those old youth pastors used to talk and those old pastors used to talk. And I wanted to get upset about it, but it, I, I was thinking about it. And I'm like, thank God. Thank God. Well, if you don't know this, I, I am a pastor. I, I've had to step down from my position, but I've been a pastor for uh, at least 12 years now, going on 13. 
And uh, so I, my church experience as a child, I believe, is what made me what I am today. But much of what I am is not directly because of the positive influence, but because of the negative influence. I, I didn't have the greatest church experience as a child. And so I have enjoyed, as a children's pastor, bringing exciting and thrilling and wonderful and great experiences with the gospel to my kids for years. And, and it's been because of people like that. That hyper faith, that that legalism, that you know, you have to do things my way, you have to sing my way, you have to preach my way, you have to do it my way, or it's demonic and evil, and and uh, I'm just glad to be free from that. It took me quite a while to get it out of my system, and I didn't care for God very much for quite a while because of all that junk. But when I realized it wasn't Him, it was people. Um. It helped me out quite a bit, so that's that was huge. It just it was just a little a moment that that helped me realize, you know what, you've had a setback in your life this past year, but dadgum, you're farther ahead than this poor dude, even at your worst. <laughs> so, there we go. Here's another one. My kids, my kids are learning to type. Okay, my kids are eight and five. They wanted to learn, and why of all things? Because uh, we play multiplayer. Um, Minecraft together on on the LAN on our local area network, and I'll open up a map to the to the LAN, and they'll jump on, and we'll, you know, and and they want to be able to type, they want to be able to type because you can chat type to each other, you know, and um, so they that's I don't even know if they remember that's why they wanted to learn, but now they're just so into it, and we've been doing this for the past couple of weeks. I'll have a link to the, um, the the lesson series that we're using. It's called Peter's Online Typing Course. You can Google that. But it's genius. It's very simple. It's got lessons and, and little tests. And both my 8-year-old and my 5-year-old are doing it. Um, Jenna, my daughter, 8-year-old, she's all the way through all the letters. And then she's going to move into brackets, numbers, and special symbols. And then she's done. Jay, my son, 5-year-old, he is on the shift key so he's learned his um his all his home row keys and he's on the shift key now and uh trying to learn how to how to balance that and that's awesome that's awesome i waited till i was in high school i mean that's i think when they still teach it if they do but i was like how much better are they going to be how much better off are they going to be if they know how to type now you know uh, there's a class that they don't have to take, a, a, a superlative that they can put somewhere else. And so I think that's pretty exciting. Um, here's another one. Speaking of my son, my son draws every single day. He gives me a picture, and it's at least one, if not two pictures. And and, and though he draws just as good or as bad as any five-year-old out there, you know, uh, fingers, eight fingers on one hand, 11 on the other, uh, stick fingers or stick arms and stick legs. You know, the sky is a, is a band of blue at the top with the sun in the corner, you know, just like we've all done. He's not any better or advanced than any other in that way, but his, the things that he draws and he does have to explain them to me, but they are the most fantastic, awesome things you ever heard of. Um, and I wish I had an example that I could tell you, but I'm telling you, they're so random and so great, but it all makes sense to him. And it, and it makes sense to me once he tells me, but it excites me. And I told him the other day, I just looked him in the face. I said, dude, you're an artist. And he just smiled. And, um, and it, and it, and it just struck my heart right then. I was just had a flash 
forward 20 years, 18 years, you know, 15 years. And, and I was thinking maybe just, you know, it, like your mind can go lightning fast. I thought at that lightning fast moment, maybe he'll design professionally one day. Who knows what he'll do with that if he continues to draw. And I'm an artist. I draw. And I've done stuff professionally. And I, and I try to get uh, jobs here and there to, to draw logos. And so for him to follow in my footsteps at all would be an honor. But, but it just it just it jerked my heart in my chest just to think of that. If you have those moments with your kids, I'm sure you have those moments um, where you look at them. And it's like you can look into the future because their face just looks 10 years older all of a sudden or a photo that makes them look more grown and you're like that's that's how they're gonna look i can't imagine before but that's the way they're gonna look when they're when they're older <sighs> i love those moments here's another one here's another moment when i was young early in my ministry career when uh, i was just interning at a church a wonderful fantastic church called sheffield family life center in the inner city uh, section northeast of Kansas City, Missouri. It was about the year 1999 to 2000 when it started. I found recently, well, let me just back up. Somebody from the youth group, this inner city, uh, you know, rap, hip hop, multicultural experience that I had, which was some of the best years of my life, even to this day. One of the guys named David, he started a, uh, a page on Facebook Um which back then there was no Facebook, there was no MySpace, there was no Twitter, there was nothing. People got online to go to AOL and they only used computers for word processing. Um, so to have a Wage and War like page on Facebook was huge. And so people have been slowly coming out of the woodwork and all these, all these kids who are now, you know, gosh, in their late 20s, maybe, maybe even some of them, their early 30s. Uh, and, and, and one, somebody posted, there's no photos. Where, where, where's the photos? And I just got a tickle in the back of my brain. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pull up some old hard drives. And I did. I pulled up an old hard drive. And in this one folder, I must have had about 300 photos from that time. Digital. And that's huge. And here's why. Because I was the only person that anybody knew in the entire world at that point that had a digital camera. It was a 1. 1.5, 1.2, 1. 1.5, 1.5 megapixel digital camera. It was an HP. And I got it from a guy because I made him a website back when you hand coded HTML, no CSS, no spreadsheets, or I mean, not spreadsheets, style sheets and stuff like that. And he paid me by giving me what was probably at the time a $500 camera. And I have all these low res by today's standards photos from 1999, 2000. Pictures of all of the staff of the youth group, pictures of all the kids that were involved in special ministries like dance or drama or a choir. I've got pictures because I had this idea, let's take pictures pre-show before service and then we'll show them the next week. So all these candid shots, we've had dozens and dozens of them of the random people um, and even photos of the web team. We had a website, one of the first youth groups to have a website at wagingwar.com. It's not in existence anymore, especially because of the way it was spelled W A J N W A R. But we had a, uh, a chat room, not a chat room, a uh, bulletin board, which was huge. We had to manually set it up. It was all done with CGI, CGI. Um, Oh, I can't even remember the name of the, uh, maybe it was CGI. 
Anyway, there was no there was no PHP script and stuff like that. No JavaScript back then. Flash was maybe coming out the next year or two. Uh, no, it was out then because I used some. Anyway, uh, getting off topic. Um, what was better than putting the photos up, and it took me almost all night to do it, was the response of all those kids. And I still call them kids even though they're grown. They're coming out of the woodwork. They're they're tagging each other. Kids that I couldn't even remember their names. People that have come, and, 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 and even some of them that have passed on. People I didn't even know weren't with us anymore. Um, and it's And it's been amazing. It's been absolutely amazing. But the best thing was... Uh, who the guy who was the youth pastor, his name is David Godbat. He's my best friend, my mentor. And as we age, we have, we have become just uh, people that don't talk every day, maybe not even every month, but just those kind of friends that you'll never lose. If you know what I'm talking about. And he, he texted me, he says, is that you that put all these photos up? And, uh, cause when I posted them, it, it posts as if the page itself put them up, you know, wage and war submitted this. Um, and I said, yeah. And he goes, I am forever in your debt as are the many people who tonight are reliving what were for so many, the greatest times of our lives. Thanks. And that made my Wednesday. It was the only thing. Didn't need anything else. On day number four, which was Thursday, I don't think I've put the days on all of them yet. So the rest of them was Monday, Tuesday. Okay. Um, Five Iron Frenzy. If you don't know them, you should. FiveIronFrenzy.com. They were an amazing uh, ska band back in the day when ska was really big. And uh, they they broke up, I want to say, about 10 years ago. And... uh, I missed them. I still have all their old albums. Uh, loved the artwork on the covers. I loved Reese Roper, the lead singer, Jeff, the girl who played saxophone, all the other guys, Micah. And, 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 you know, there was like a team of eight of them, which is huge because I mean, how many bands of three or less have broken up? But here's a band of eight people that, that just rocked it. And they were just so great. They had a great following both in the Christian world and in the secular world. But um, as I'm approaching 40, actually have passed 40, and Reese is the same age as me, he's managed to get these guys through technology and through uh, dig- the digital age. They've been able to produce, get back together, and produce, and now even tour. Uh, they did an album on Kickstarter, and uh, they've, it's coming out later this month. And um, it just makes my day, because if turning 40 was hard, then getting more fire and frenzy from back in the day is like turning back the clock. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I'm living vicariously through the 40 year old lead singer of fire and frenzy. All right. Today, um, Lee Uncrich. I'm probably saying that wrong. He is the, um, if you don't know that name, he is the producer. I'm sorry. The director of toy story three. Awesome guy. He's even quoted me before on Twitter because I am a huge Buzz Lightyear fan. And somebody told him about the website where um, I have posted just gobs and gobs of uh, fan art. I know it's crazy, but I've been been collecting since 1996. Um, but his daughter, Hannah, 16 years old, um, he, he Twittered about this. She's apparently dealt with depression. And she wrote a comic, a Flash comic 
it's very short and uh but it's illustrated and it and it's brilliant it absolutely tells a large part of anybody's story especially my story the stigma that is behind uh, people with depression and she specifically seems to focus on the medications that you take and the way people try to act about them i'm going to have a link to it in the show notes but it's simply called gravity and you're going to need that link because there's no way you're going to get to it <laughs> i think there's even a recent movie called gravity uh you're never going to get to it with that keyword but um after you've listened to it and and or i'm sorry read it um this this comic or this comment will make a little more sense when I say I consider myself one of the few outspoken who's still ashamed. So um, I'm going to close you out with this. This is my last one. Obviously, apparently the show is going to run about a half hour and that's perfect. That is perfect. Um, I woke up Jen last night. I, I, I always come to bed later than her much later because I, I just don't get tired. I kind of get activated and I have to wait until um, I, until I fall asleep. And, um, I was sneaking in and, and my belt buckle always, you know, is open for some reason at night and it always jangles and makes a lot of noise. So I grab it and I hold it in my hand and I'm going to walk in. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to be so quiet because she is not, um, very much like she is during the day when she's sleeping. And what she is during the day is awesome and understanding and loving and caring and patient and nice. But when that woman falls asleep, she becomes the devil. And so I don't want to wake her up because she will get very angry and she'll say very mean things. And the next morning she will not remember any of it because she was in her sleep mode where the devil is. So anyway, I had my belt buckle in my hand because I didn't want to stir that evil inside of her. And so I, um, TMI here, but I dropped my trowels and dadgummit, the loudest noise I've ever made in the middle of the night proceeds from the box fan that I dropped my belt buckle on as I dropped my pants. My wife startles awake. I'm like, calm down, come on. I just dropped my pants on the fan, (laughs) which has got to be the most random thing to ever tell someone who's half asleep anyway. You you wake up with a start and someone says, I dropped my pants on the fan. Oh, okay. Well, so she... (laughs) I start to walk further across and I think she's done, but no, she's, she's gearing up. I can hear she's saying things in her and she starts something to the effect of you always. And and I'm like, shh, it's over. Go to sleep. But (laughs) she was about to say, I always drop my pants on the fan. That's something I always constantly do. I'm just do that. And I should be reprimanded. We, We should sit down and talk about, how I drop my pants on the fan all the time. Nobody ever dropped their pants on the fan. And if they do, it usually wouldn't make noise and uh, definitely wouldn't be on purpose. The fan, if you are a person who is a fan sleeper, is mandatory for my spouse to sleep at night. She has to have a fan. And I'll admit it it's not bad to have that white noise mask some of the itchies and creakies of a 1978 ranch Florida house. So, uh, but anyway, that fan definitely did not help her sleep. Hey, um, before I close this out, I would be amiss if I did not do something I'm calling, it's just a one-time thing, MMY, make, you made my year. These are people that made my year. Let me tell you why. Um, and the entire time 
that I've been off the air, do, not doing anything but but going through hell and then recover, trying to come back out of it. Um, these three folks have sponsored, continually sponsored the shows that don't even exist anymore. And so Yanush and Anna and Tamara, your monthly support made it possible for every show I've ever done to stay online this past year. Every single person that has discovered the show, gone back in the archives and relived the show or, or, um, you know, has in any way interacted with any of the content on the web, um, any of the audio content has you to think because your contributions every single month have paid the bills. Something I couldn't have done as my PayPal account slowly dwindled because I wasn't drawing anymore. I wasn't, wasn't doing podcasts anymore. You, you guys stuck in there and you're still to this day giving that $4 a month. And I appreciate it because that's all I asked back, back then was a dollar a show. Hey, if you like us, give us a dollar a show. And they did. And it was awesome. So thank you guys. You're awesome. You made my year and you're part of the reason I'm here today doing this. So what made your day recently? What meant something special to you? I want to share your little tiny wonderful moments with everyone who listens. So I want you to do this. Email me your moments uh, to mmdcast at gmail.com. Made my day cast, mmdcast at gmail.com. Those in three or four sentences, you know, you're going to have the best chance. Uh, big honking walls of text. We'll, we just won't have time to read them. But I'm going to call them MMDs. Made my days. I've got a few here. Some folks who were early adopters that found out about us because they follow me on uh, Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. This one's from Philip, and he says, It made my day to hear that James Kennison was going to start up a new show. Seriously, there will be many people who will be grateful for this. And we've heard about your family, your life growing up, your current life, and then nothing. We're stalkers. And it was like you moved out of town. <laughs> you truly owe us nothing, and yet you keep finding ways to entertain and or teach us about life. Keep up the awesome work. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. All right, and then Janusz, or as I call him, Janus. <laughs> he says, when I found out that you're trying to podcast again, that made my day. Also, there's a story I think is the kind of story you're looking for. My college ministry group would go to Denny's every week after a meeting, and we always had the same waitress. I gradually and have not been in I graduated and have not been out a year. Have not been in about a year. But when I went to Denny's last week, the waitress remembered me by name and without me even asking me, brought me my usual drink. And that made my day. That's exactly the kinds of things we're talking about. That is so affirming and so small, but so huge. That's the kind of stuff that makes my day too. I'm just grinning from ear to ear. All right. And then Marianne, she says, when certain long traffic lights are green as I approach the intersection, I always say out loud, thank you, angels. (laughs) She says, yep, I really do. See, we do something similar when we go someplace And if we have a parking spot close to the front, we always joke and say, oh, it's God's will that we're here. And uh, if we don't have a parking spot close, we always say, well, it's not his will, but we got to go in sin. We have to go anyway into Target. So Uh, last one, Austin, 
I was scrolling through Facebook this morning and heard about a new podcast getting ready to start, produced by my first favorite podcaster, MMD, tags it, and uh, made his day. Well, thank you guys. You are so awesome, so supportive, and so good. And uh, this show is already doing for me what I hope it will do for you guys and uh, people that will find it in the future. Um, let me just close it out like this. Again, what it, what's made your day? We'd love to hear from you. MMDcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. Welcome back, James. Glad to hear it. God bless.